right, hey, what's going on? Happy Sunday and welcome to Chatterbox Reds, your daily home for Cincinnati Reds content all season long. Nick Kirby here. Thanks so much for joining us. Once again, it's been a incredible season. Unfortunately, the Reds were officially eliminated on Saturday night. Reds falling 15-6 to the Cardinals. To make matters worse, maybe a little more painful, the Diamondbacks did lose. So the Reds, uh, if they would have won, would have been alive all the way to game 162. But nonetheless, a great season from the Reds. And uh, myself and Trace Fowler, coming up in just a minute, we'll talk a little bit more about that. But first, let's hear what David Bell had to say in the postgame. Uh, it hurts. Um, it's, I guess, a privilege to feel like we do right now. Um, because, you you know, you put everything you have into it from day one. And I, and I say everything you have. And this team should just be incredibly proud of the way we, we played, the effort, um, just proud of themselves, every single person. And, you know, at this point, um, you know, I don't want to take the, the hurt away because it's okay to feel that way. But at the same time, like walking out with head high and we have one more game tomorrow and then honor um, this team and how we played all year by how we play tomorrow and and, uh, and it just continue to build on um, so much. So much has happened this year that uh, has just changed the way we we look at, uh, you know, the way we play the game. And our players deserve all the credit. Um, they've been amazing from, from day one. Um, it's, and, and it's the best team, the best team that I've ever been a part of. Um, and, you know, there's a lot, there's a lot to be built on um, when you have a team like that. And uh, it's all our players. They worked hard to create that. They created a great experience that will really change the way everyone that's been a part of it um, sees um, how you go about it. And um, I'm incredibly and will be forever grateful to every single guy on this team and hopefully... You know, we stay together for a long, long time. And here was a very emotional Jonathan India after the game. There's a lot of emotions, you know. Um, it, 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 it really kills me. I, I, I really don't know what to say. You know, it's, it's just a special, special team, special season. I, I don't know. I, I, you know, it's, it's, it's just very tough and... It's bringing me to tears just because of how much I love this team, how much I love this city. You know, I've been here three years, and it's just hit me. And, you know, this is a team. And I, I know for the future they're going to be amazing. Uh, you know, it, it just kills me. There's a lot of players that uh, sat in the dugout for a while. Is it, is it disbelief at some point that you guys have come so far? Yeah, you know, we were, you know, so bought in. We knew we had it. We just had to win two more. You know, that, that's it. And uh, we had it. We, we we had the team to do it. And just keep thinking back to that game, and it's like, you know, we got down big, and we keep we fought back. That's the that's the model of our team. We never give up. You know, every single one of us fight every at bat, and, and we just keep going and going and going, and you know, we came up short. 
and uh, it, it, it hurts. It does really hurt. All right. Well, here's myself and Trace Fowler talking about Saturday night's Reds game. All right, Nick. Game 161 is the official game that the Cincinnati Reds' playoff chances are dead. They lose uh, in heartbreaking fashion would be probably incorrect term because they lost so so badly, 15-6. to six. I think before we get into the box score recap, um, before we talk about Connor Phillips really quickly, then obviously we have Marte in the offense, and then we'll talk about tomorrow. We'll talk about just kind of, I guess, the uh, quick little big picture thoughts. One thing I want to say before we get started completely, though, is this. There's a lot of people in here right now, very much. Uh, we all appreciate that. Do me a favor and come back tomorrow. I kind of want to make tomorrow the the, the 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 best show. That's like the that's the kind of sign off finale show. Really get a chance to laugh and have some fun, and maybe some of this sadness, if you will, will wear off a little bit. But I guess I'll start off by just saying, Nick, I'm not incredibly sad because I just have been kind of internalizing this for two weeks now. I guess I've been trying to prepare myself for this for two weeks. There's been times where I've considered in my brain it be completely dead, and then there was times where I get hopes, glimpse of hopes again. And um, I guess overall, you know, what a blessing it's been just in general. And I'll kind of give you the floor for just a second to to kind of chat about uh, just the overall big picture, Nick. Yeah, I I had accepted it on you know Wednesday night when they they lost that game. Uh, you know, still had hope that that you know still worth watching and still worth paying attention to and. I don't know, for the last couple of months, I've just kept saying, just want to have another day. And man, they got all the way down to the to about 20 hours left in the baseball season, still alive. And uh, uh, more than I think anyone, any of us could have really hoped for this year coming in. But it's it's not even about the, the 82 wins that the, ha- the Reds have right now and the fact that they did hang in this race. It's about the players and how good we feel about so many of these guys that that last graphic the Reds showed uh, with uh, uh, all the rookies and what they did this year, collectively it was best case scenario for how they they did not individually but collectively all of them to perform at this level and to all uh, go into the off season uh, as legitimate big leaguers is a huge huge deal and uh, is the most successful part of the season in my opinion. Yeah, I feel like it's a. Uh... You'll get called. You'll get called out and saying it's a loser's mentality. Certainly, when you're in the middle of a playoff race, when you downplay kind of the importance of making the postseason or not making the postseason. Listen, we all wanted to make the postseason. There's no doubt about that. the uh, The Reds had chance. They had a chance, um, but again, they didn't collapse. They didn't play their best baseball at the end of the year. We all know that. But again, I don't think they collapsed. Collapsing is when you have a 90% chance to make the postseason and you don't make the postseason like a different franchise. I won't get into that, but this team never had more than a 50% chance, and Nick said that multiple times, to make the postseason. I think the thing to be most excited about is this. I think there's a lot of people that are going to be, and I say people, a lot of players that are going to be inked into the lineup every single day next year that are young. And I also think that on opening day, when they're inked into that said lineup, they're going to expect to win. And also, when they get inked into that lineup, they believe they belong. So all of those things, I think, are very, very important. And I think that we're going to have a lot of those guys. A lot of those guys on opening day next year are going to feel like they should win, they expect to win, and 
I think that they, uh, they're they pretty damn good players and they feel like they belong to be in the big leagues. This isn't a guessing game anymore. Noelve Marte 100% thinks to himself now he belongs and he can be successful in the big leagues. No matter what no matter what you would have told Noelve in the offseason if he never got a chance to play this year in the big leagues, you know, you could you still would have some doubt there. Same goes with Ellie, same goes with McLean, same goes with Steer, same goes with TJ Friedel. You know, TJ Friedel's a guy that, you know, we've obviously brought up from time to time about how how big of a year he had, but even though he's not I guess technically a rookie per se because he had some service time the year before, he didn't have a lot of success. So he even needed to get validated. And uh, I just, you know, without spending a ton of time going through the the same scenarios we always do, it seems like when we talk about these young guys, is um, I'm just excited to see what this front office does because they do have a little bit of money. It'll be interesting to see how they use that money. Um, there's no doubt there's some depth. There's some real depth to this thing when it comes to starting pitching, in my opinion. Um, I'd like for them to go out and get a couple more arms, if we're being honest. But... We'll, we'll see how it goes, Nick. I just kind of wanted to put a little bow on the season and say it's been a hell of a run. And again, there's 190 people in here on a Saturday night when the Reds just got eliminated. is ridiculous. It's unbelievable, to be honest with you. And I just, I, I don't want to say I beg of you, but please come back tomorrow. I think tomorrow, we'll probably go live tomorrow in what time, Nick? Five o'clock-ish? Yeah, something like that. Something like that. So tomorrow... Five o'clock ish. You can come back on YouTube for a little bit of time. Please do that. Please do that. I want to make tomorrow a fun show. I want to make tomorrow like a make it a fun show. You know, you know when you're in little league or you're like you're in a, a younger level, and the season ends and everyone's all sad, and then someone's like, "Let's do a let's do a pool party at Johnny's house. Let's make tomorrow the pool party." All right. Um. Anything else to add before we get into the box score recap? No, it's just going to be exciting that, you know, next year from the get-go, it's going to have a lot different feel. You were kind of alluding to that. Uh, you know, you're going to have all the guys that we're counting on here on opening day, or at least most of them. I mean, maybe you'll still have a few, you know, but 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 most of the, the big dogs, they're going to be here on opening day. You're going to have Ellie De La Cruz. You're going to have Noel V. Marte. Um, you're going to have Matt McClain all from the get-go. It'll be fun to see what those guys can do over a full 162-game season. I'm so excited about the defensive upgrade and what those like advanced numbers can look like at the end of the year because it's been bad for year after year after year, and it drives me nuts. That's the one thing that annoys me is more than anything is bad defense. Uh, so I'll be really excited about that. Well, we shall see. Um, they played a game tonight, Nick. It didn't go... <laughs> Connor Phillips' way and ultimately ended up not going the Reds' way. Take it away, Nick. Yeah, box score recap presented by Betfred Sportsbook. Connor Phillips threw 12 pitches, and they were all balls, and most of them not very close. David Bell had no choice but to pull him in a must-win game. Fernando Cruz came into a pretty much impossible situation. Bases loaded, no one out. And he didn't have it either. He gave up three doubles. Reds trailed 5 nothing after one. Cruz came back out in the second, and it didn't go any better. He gave up three straight hits. The last one, a three-run home run, and just like that, it was 8 nothing. Buck Farmer came in next. He gave up two runs, and it was 10 nothing. Ben Lively, he did stable things a little bit. He gave up just one run over two and a third. But the Reds were down 11 nothing. 
what are Cincinnati Reds uh, as they've done all year? They fought back uh, in a just ugly, impossible situation. Ellie De La Cruz had an RBI single in the fourth inning to get the Reds on the board. And the Reds offense put together a really good fifth inning. Nixon Zell continued to crush left-handed pitching. He hit a solo home run. Spencer Steer doubled. Christian Encarnacion Strand walked. And then Tyler Stevenson doubled. And Noelvi Marte doubled. And it was an 11-5 game. Um, Marte tonight extended his hitting streak to 15 games, the longest for a Reds rookie since 1946. So just another cool Reds rookie stat to add to the mantle of great Reds rookie stats this season. Top of the seventh, that Noelvi Marte uh, continued his great night. He homered for a second straight day. He's He had four hits on the day overall, made an 11-6 game. Top of the eighth, the Reds got the tying run into the on-deck circle, which would have been Noelvi Marte, but Tyler Stevenson grounded out to end the inning and left the bases loaded. Bottom of the eighth, though, Ian Jabot left a mess for Alexis Diaz. And Alexis Diaz, uh, late season struggles continued. He walked in two runs, then he gave up a two RBI single, and uh, that would be the old ball game. Reds fall fifteen to six, and the Reds eliminated on the last second to last day of the season. It's a double edged sword with the future. You know, I do think there's some merit to the negative fan who always says, oh, it's always next year. It's always next year. There's a little bit of truth to that statement, right? You, 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 you know, not to turn this into a, uh, a sour show, but there's a little bit of truth to the idea. Let's hope TJ Friedel comes back and he's the TJ Friedel that he was this year. Let's hope Matt McLean plays as well as he played. I mean, he played out of his mind. Let's hope Noelve looks as good as he does at the end of the year. Let's hope Ellie bounces back a little bit and he's glimpses of the guy that we seen when he first came up. Uh, let's hope CES takes the, the 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 stretch of baseball where he hits seven home runs in ten games and he finds ways to to, to kind of extrapolate that over over 162 games, but none of it's guaranteed. So that's part of it as well. And I don't want to sit here and continue to act as if uh, it's a, it's an automatic guarantee that this Reds ball club is going to have a winning season next year. But if there's anything that can 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 again make you feel like you should have some confidence is that there is some depth here. Um, and I think that there's being, um, there's, there's, there's a real plan in place by this front office and hopefully it continues to, to pan itself out to where these young guys continue to play well. And Nick, we'll see how it ultimately pans out. But, um, thanks to the box for recap, Connor Phillips really quickly. I don't know how long this show will go guys, to be honest with you. Um, but tomorrow, like I said, I just want to keep reiterating that tomorrow we will, I'll, uh, I'll bring my a game. Connor Phillips, I feel bad for the kid. Um, I just, I guess, I feel bad for him. It's not that I don't think that he sh- should 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 throw the ball better. I think that he should. I just think the moment was too big for him, and uh, you don't really know that until you find out. And you got to find a way to mentally learn from what just happened to you, and you got to figure out a way to be able to control your emotions a little bit better the next time. Right? It's uh. When you're an adolescent, uh, and, I, and I know it sounds wild to say, not to get crazy into the psychology of all this, but when you're when you're an adolescent or when you're a young kid, you 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 know you remember how impressionable adults were, right? To you, you almost look you almost looked at when you were a kid. Sometimes you would think that every adult had all the answers in the world, and you just 
it's it was it's hard for you to really rationalize and and things as things as simple as tying your shoes, Nick, at one time in your life looked impossible to do, right? It looked really hard. I know I'm taking this to the extreme as an example right now, but that's what happened. That's what happened tonight to Connor Phillips. He he just he was he was letting the moment get to him and it just swallowed him up whole and spit him out. And unfortunately he did it on a stage where a lot of Reds country was relying on him when they probably shouldn't have been. And I don't blame anybody. I know, I know in times of adversity, some people always want to blame other people, you know, like whose fault is it? Is it, is it, you know, Derek Johnson's fault. They didn't have him ready. Is it, is it, is it Connor Phillips fault? Because he's just not, he's not, you know, a nut cutter and he can't go out there and, and find a way to pitch better. Is it David Bell's fault for not having somebody else that should probably pitch for him? Well, David Bell did push him back one day. You know, they 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 tried their best to 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 give Connor Phillips as much of an opportunity. And you know what I would say too? The kid did come out and shove one other time. So it's not like this it's not like Connor Phillips was a hundred percent, you know, we were just throwing him to the wolves. He's got good stuff. He just wasn't ready for the moment, Nick, and that's sad. I mean, that's all I got for you. Well, he wasn't really ready to be called up. Like that's the the first thing. He was only called up out of necessity because Graham Ashcraft and Nick Lodolo both couldn't pitch in September. Uh, so he he just wasn't ready for the big leagues. Now he still somehow had two really really good starts against the Twins and against the Pirates. Last start out, he didn't uh, give up a home run, struck out nine batters, and I think it's really easy to say this now, but probably should have gone with a bullpen. Well, obviously, you should have gone with a yeah. bullpen game. I know that's very, very Monday morning quarterback, but yep. I mean, he struck out nine his last time out. He had pitched two good starts in a row. Yep. It, it, it was it, you kind of got lulled into like, well, we have to give this guy the start. They should have gone with a bullpen game today. I mean, clearly your your relievers are better inning for inning in a must win situation than 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 Connor Phillips, but. He, right. he just pitched two really good starts, so it, it's kind of damned if you do, damned if you don't type thing. Um, but yeah, I mean, he, he did this in the minors like multiple times. Had like maybe not twelve straight balls, but he had starts where he didn't get out of the first inning, didn't get out of the second inning. So um, it just unfortunately it happened in game one sixty one. Yeah, Roger in the chat brings up a good point that uh, that really I, I don't want to say I didn't think of, but I certainly certainly you know when you're doing a show and you're watching a game, sometimes you don't think of things. And he brings up the point that he says, um, why do they push him back? It had to basically, he's inferring that it added crazy amount of anxiety probably on him. Cause you know, he's not an idiot. He probably understands what they were doing. And it's a good point, Roger. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, would it have been nice in hindsight to go throw a bullpen game and then you maybe throw an opener for for Phillips the next game and you try to get him in a position where there's not as much pressure on him? Maybe. But you know what else I'd say, Roger, and, and everyone else? Like, I, there's, there's something to the fact that he got to learn today, right? Some of your best lessons in life are ones that hurt the, hurt the worst, man. They just are. And you can't, you can't avoid them. I mean, you... You know, it's um when you become a parent, you try to steer your kids away from opportunities of learning lessons on their own because you've learned them already. But the best way, uh, the best way to learn that you probably shouldn't go down a hill with your bike is super, super fast is just to fall off your damn bike and, and you know, burn your skin up. 
And I know that sounds ridiculous and that's a dumb analogy, but that's kind of where we're at a little bit. I think that Connor Phillips can learn a lot from tonight. He can learn how to handle his emotions a lot better. And when he gets in that same position again, he'll be better for it. Now, do I think that's worth it tonight? No, I don't. <laughs> I would have much rather him learn that lesson another time, Nick. But I don't want to sit here and act like it was all for naught. Well, I also don't think they moved him back until after the Reds lost the second game to the Guardians, if I remember correctly. So, like, there was also a possibility the Reds would have got eliminated yesterday, and then there wouldn't have been any pressure on this start, which versus there still being pressure on Friday. So, I think that also. I mean, and if if the the Mets hadn't gotten or the Mets Pirates game hadn't gotten rained out, that game finished. And the Reds lost last night. They would have been eliminated yesterday. And so I think that also that they might have been just looking at it more realistically. Let's move him back. There's a chance that that game doesn't even matter. And we do take the pressure off of him. It did maybe add a little bit more, but either game was was must win. So, yeah. Yeah. No, I understand. Um, let's jump into something a little more optimistic, a little more positive. Um, Marte almost had five hits tonight. Had four. Uh, hit another home run. He's reached safely, I think, in 18 straight games. That's almost uh, like uh, you got to go back to the Stone Ages before the last time a Reds rookie has done that. And I think he's hit safely in, uh, you probably would know this, but I think it's he's been hit safely in his last 14, um, somewhere in that nature. Maybe 15 after tonight. Um, but anyways, you know, just overall, in general, this offense has, has grown a little bit of legs, and who knows what would have ultimately happened, Nick, but it would have been nice to see Tyler Stevenson, who's you know admittedly struggled a little more than he'd probably have liked to this year. It would have been nice to see him get that big hit in the eighth inning because it would have felt like there's a chance this team might have bounced back and gave themselves a chance to win, but uh, but it didn't happen, so here we are. And, um, you know, you, you score six runs, Nick. In a baseball game in the major leagues, six runs wins you a lot of games. Especially against the the Cardinals lineup that they're running out there. I know they scored eleven tonight, but you're right. certainly you weren't expecting them to score eleven, and a lot of that was was walks. I mean, that was the reason they scored eleven is because the Reds walked a million guys tonight. I mean, you can't. But walk. yeah, I, I, the, but the the offense has finished the year strong. Um, I, I mean. Six tonight, 19 yesterday, three on Wednesday against Shane Bieber, 11 uh, the day before that, four, 12, and five. I mean, that that's pretty strong games uh, the last uh, you know seven games here of the year. So that, that's good to see. I think this lineup should give a lot of people a lot of confidence. I do think there's some tough decisions, though, that you're going to have to make because you have every, you have every, every spot is a legitimate starting caliber big leaguer. Like there's not a guy that you look at and go, oh that guy's not not for sure not a starter. Like every spot is, but you could also still upgrade some of those spots. And so it's picking and choosing which spots worth upgrading, which guys maybe best to 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 maybe even uh, sell high on. Right? I mean, those are also things that uh, uh, will be interesting decisions to make this off season, and things that honestly are going to make this off season a hell of a lot more fun than last off season. Yes, there's a, there's a, there's a lot to be positive about. It's just when you when you when you, I just for my own sake, I just need the Diamondbacks to win. Okay, that's all. I don't know why I care 
but I just do. So if they could kindly hit this walk-off home run right here, that'd be great. <laughs> that would that would cap the night off. Fantastic. That would be fantastic. Um, I, I don't want to regurgitate a bunch of stuff that I'll probably reiterate again tomorrow in a way. Um, but again, just to kind of recap this offense tonight, I thought that they did a good job and they fought back. You know, I, it's something that we've appreciated from this team all year long. They could have easily folded. They were down. What were they down, Nick? Um, 10, 10 nothing. We were down eleven nothing. Uh, eleven nothing. I mean, they were down eleven nothing, and they 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 scored six unanswered. And again, they were one hit away. They had bases juiced. They were one hit away from cutting that thing down to three or two, or you know who hell who knows what. Maybe one if Stevenson hit one out. But uh, that's shooting, wishing upon a shooting star a little bit. But you get my point. Um, we'll see what happens. I don't want to speculate too much when the season's dead. But um, it's been a hell of a ride, man. And again, all of you folks that are in here, please come back tomorrow, 5 o'clock. 5 o'clock. It'll be worth it. I am running on empty, Molly. I am running on empty. But you know what? I didn't want to not do this show because I left Nick hanging the last time. I thought the season was dead. So <laughs> can't do it again. That was a bad night. So. It was a tough one. It's a tough one, as they say. Let's not forget. Let's not bury the lead, though. The Cubs got eliminated before the Cincinnati Reds. That's the lead, and that's the story tonight. They were eliminated first after your employee went on the air and said the Reds weren't going to win 70 games this year, made an entire mockery of opening day in Cincinnati. They got eliminated before the Reds. That's the lead. End of the story. Move on. No, you're right. You're right. It's facts. Man, I'll tell you. Um, two reminders uh, before we go. We got up next, game 162. We'll do that who, what, when, where, and why now. Um, but the fact that we have the... We'll, we'll get into the uh, the details, the specifics about the offseason plans, the things that we plan to do tomorrow. Um, some cool news, like I said, tomorrow coming. And... Like I said, the uh, the group that we're we got to come up with a group name. By the way, we got to come up with uh, did they did they have a group name in Fever Pitch? You're a big Fever Pitch guy. You're that's like your favorite baseball movie of all time. Did they did they have a? I don't think they did. I think it's just one dude. Not it really just one dude. They had like a little group of season ticket guys. They did a draft in their little basement. You don't remember that part? Yeah, the, the Devil Ray dancing. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I don't think they had a group name though. Well, but then once 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 uh once Drew Barrymore comes in, she like takes over the whole thing. So there's not that's really a group left. That's true. That is true. All right. Um, who, what, when, where, and why? Is that what we're doing? Let's do it. Yeah. All right. Hunter Green against Miles Michaelis. Uh, Miles Michaelis last eight starts. He's got an ERA over six and a half. He's also allowed 11 home runs over that span. So he's struggling. He's also not pitched very well at home. So it'd be nice for the Reds just to uh, uh, beat the crap out of the uh, Cardinals tomorrow. That would be nice. Uh, the Reds also will be playing for the season series against the Cardinals. Reds have only won the season series against the Cardinals one time since 2011. So that would be kind of a nice 
way to end the year. They are six and six against each other uh, right now. Jonathan India has three career home runs against Miles Michaelis. Uh, Joey Votto, David Bell did say he will be in the lineup tomorrow. He's got two home runs, six for 28 in his career. And Hunter Green, obviously, he wants to shake off that uh, really tough start in Cleveland where he gave up seven runs in three innings. Uh, he was dominant before that, had a 1.50 ERA in the four starts before that. Uh, career against the Cardinals, he's got a 3.23 ERA. And then this year, made two starts, he's got a 2.38 ERA. Paul Goldschmidt's just two for 12 against him. So will we see Adam Wainwright in the DH tomorrow? I guess that's maybe the the big question. Of I the don't day. know. If you do, Buster only wants you to throw him up there, a little softball cookie to hit it out of the park, I guess. What a loser that guy is. What? Just, that was bizarre. Good for I mean, Brandon Williams sticking up for himself. <laughs> Busty. That was kind of funny. Busty. All right, folks. Um, 100-plus people in here. Absurd. Ridiculous. See you tomorrow. See you tomorrow. See you tomorrow at 5 o'clock. As a reminder, Chatterbox Bengals will be on live after the Bengals game tomorrow, so best of luck to the Bengals and all you Bengals fans. But we will be here tomorrow for a good time at around 5 o'clock. Let's see if the Reds can't find a way to win. I know it's going to burn like hell if the Reds were to win and the and the Diamondbacks lose tomorrow. We all know that's going to hurt. But you know what? Big things are ahead. I'm pretty sure if you're an Oil, Orioles fan right now, you probably have long forgotten last year, huh? Let's hope that's the same case for us. Not a guarantee. Let's hope that's the same case for us. One last point here. I saw a lot of chatter about how how valuable postseason experience would be for this team. I think this September is pretty valuable experience. Like, I mean, sure, if they made a deep run, that would be great. But would two or three games next week really be that much different than what they got to experience this September playing? Yeah. I mean, they were they were playing almost must-win baseball for the last two weeks or so. And uh, I think that's that in itself is is very valuable. Then they got a taste of what it takes to get there, taste of what it takes to get so close. Um, and, and I think that's valuable for this team full of uh, uh, young players. So I, I don't think this run to the second to last day of the year is for nothing. I think there's a lot of value to it. Uh, and that's, I know that stuff can be a little overrated at times, but I, I do think there's definitely some stuff with it. And uh, um, just, uh, I'm just gonna, I'm honestly just sad. Tomorrow's the last time I get to watch this team. That's more than making the playoffs, not making the playoffs. Just, I'm sad I don't get to watch this team for a couple months, but it's gonna be really cool because come February, this, this city's gonna be fired up for this team next year. They're gonna be fired up. I know last year people kind of got a little excited. It, it's, it's gonna, opening day 2024 is gonna be. Electric, and if the Reds do make some some moves that excite the fan base, it's going to just add to that. Uh, it's going to be awesome. It's going to be a totally different vibe from Game One, and uh, 2024 is going to be a hell of a year, just like 2023 was. Yep, a lot of a lot of OGs in the chat, man. 
lot of a lot of you've been here for a long time. I'm gonna save it all for tomorrow. I'm tired. You know what they say, when you get tired, you get emotional. When you get emotional, you make reckless reckless choices in life. I don't want to get all overly ridiculous right now and tell you how much I love y'all, but uh, I do. It's been one hell of a ride. It's a shame that we got eliminated. I was hoping we could make it to the last. The last day of the year would have been a really cool thing, no matter how it went, but that's just not the way it goes. And ultimately, like I said before, we're all going to be sad no matter what happens unless we win the last game. That's just the facts. That's the facts. This team could have gone to the World Series and we would have been crushed that they didn't win at all because we'd have, we we had a chance, right? We we would have convinced ourselves that they they were they were right there. You don't know how many times you get a chance to get to the World Series and win. So you you you'll always do that. We'll always do that. We're fans. At the end of the day, we're fans. And uh it's been a hell of a ride. It's been fun and just this year it just so happens in on September 30th, which is probably two and a half months later than we all thought it was going to happen. So count your blessings. Grass isn't always greener. Uh, thank you very much. We will be back better than ever tomorrow at 5 o'clock. I don't ask for many things. I ask for a good amount of things, but I don't ask for many things. I ask if you can, if you got a chance, come be, be in our chat tomorrow live 5 o'clock. One last time till 2024. One last time till 2024. We'll have some fun in the chat. Hopefully we can bust out a little Nicholas Cage pillow. We can dunk one more time. We can share some news about the offseason. We can tell you about some cool things that uh, that are happening. But I just want to tell you again, because I don't think I can tell you enough. You've made this season a blessing for me and Nick. And um, hopefully we'll see you tomorrow. And if not, we'll see you again. We love you, as always. Go Reds.